Mindful Life Practice Community. Let's do this thing. Cool. What episode are we on? I don't know. I've lost track. I've lost track of seasons, episodes, time. (laughs) You know, especially daylight savings has really messed me up. The days are so short. It's insane how short Mm -hmm. they are. But nonetheless, Rawad, we're very happy to have you here, despite my haunted house and my lack of sleep. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to God knows what episode this is of Chaturanga. <laughs> Hi, how's everyone doing? We're here with a, a longtime member of the MLPC, Rawad. And Rawad, you are actually the first, like, just student to be here, I think. I think oh, you're wow. right. We gotta interview more students. We do have to interview more students. We're coming after them. <laughs> I think that's yeah. really cool because there's a, there's a, almost a, we can't really ex- expect what, what stories people have. And it's so interesting to discover these dimensions that the people we meet in this nice context of, of the practice and in this community, but what's what what's it was what extends from them and by their by their experience that they, we can learn about so it's uh definitely something to look into for sure yeah yeah i totally. remember in the beginning of this you were doing sharing circles right so well what i i've never actually even really spoken to you mm-hmm. i don't think <laughs> i think that we've just always we have been a lot like, of indirect affinity we have like indirect message in indirect group and yoga and things <laughs> we're, exactly. we have like two degrees or so left across but yeah <laughs> so like how do you know alex how did you find the community and you started off with sharing circles right i'm, I'm asking so many questions yeah, no it's it's great so um alex is uh, i mean you're here i'm going to talk about you as if you know a little bit third person alex by the way is really impressive in my in my view because um, more of a doer and uh, uh, like following through on ideas and 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 just even if they had to like f- fumble a little bit and find their way and and just she kept going and and they they just found their strength and uh, and it's like I admire that because I I want to see some of some of that in my own uh, decisions in life or in in my own uh, things I'm not going forward on and so it's kind of like uh so being like just around this space and seeing it change and change and shape and really shift structure over the over these months and it was just like this this is how it can happen like this is how you can just think of something if you're passionate about it you can do it and ask about what you don't know and then do it even if you don't know what you're like all the answers and keep going and so I was just like okay well you know this is it's kind of like a good example to be around um so hi Alex uh I'm glad to be um uh, with you still and and you just mean like so so far down the line and uh, there was so many times where I thought that that wouldn't happen for different reasons um and it was not because there was any external indication to that within the community it was just more either it's either social anxiety it's either sense of uh belonging or contribution or or sense of place and even though i met alex here in abu dhabi and and some of our favorite yoga spaces and around some of our favorite yoga teachers of abu dhabi um uh, we kind of move in different circles and um and sort of the MLPC became this place where it's possible to bridge um, not just people like us in Abu Dhabi, but obviously what it's become now is this home for people around the world just to come and 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 find a, you know find people to do some some practice with for an hour, and uh, it's uh, it's it's for everyone's well-being. So that's the whole. That's a really Kind of compelling invitation you know you come come for your own well-being that's it's kind of as good as it gets really um, so um and then when she started doing more more 
formal schedules of, of practice and other teachers. And then I, I'm into interested in facilitation uh, practices. And so I took the opportunity to, to uh, ask her to uh, host a session on, on the schedule. And it was, it was really interesting because she's like, yep, if you're interested in this, you can do it. And we tried it out for a few weeks um, to see who would be interested in it. And it was very interesting because I learned a lot by doing it. And it's, uh, it had some interest sometimes, but it's, um, hosting is kind of interesting because the need for it has to be sort of perceived by the people who are willing to gather. So, so yoga has a specific container and a context and an invitation built into the word almost. So because it's such a global practice now. So it, it doesn't need very much for the invitation and, and, and the need to be perceived by everyone. Like, I will come to this because I can expect a few things that might be useful for me and I can come and engage in them. But if you host a circle and it's about uh, a different way of engaging or, or sharing, um, it can be a bit, uh, it's a, look, a little unfamiliar. And when it's unfamiliar and not necessarily evident that the people in uh, who are exposed to the opportunity to meet feel like they can, they can join, then they will need a lot of nudging, they'll need like a lot of, so when it comes to facilitation that way, the context is very important and, and the communities is, is, is the willingness and openness of the community to have different conversations becomes the deciding factor of what kind of space to hold. Um, so um, it didn't get a lot of um, attendance, but I also learned about myself because I think I was focusing on the tool more than the need of the people, needs of this, this community per se. And, um, and that was, this is a great learning experience. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of like a thing that facilitators go through apparently, where we, what you do is you kind of go into spaces where you learn about a bunch of ways, a bunch of games or a bunch of tools to connect and you get so excited about them that you would, you sort of just get hung up on doing this practice and you think it will help everybody as soon as they touch it, as soon as they even see it, they're going to start wanting to, to get into it as much as I am, for example. And then it's, but it's not necessarily the case because it's just a tool and it's only useful in, in, in a perishable sense. It's like, it's like fruits and vegetables, you know, they, they have a time when they are like really ready to be used and then there's, it's too early if it's too late. Um, it's not very useful, you know, so, so that's something that was great. So I sort of went through that learning curve. I mean, I also think that it was um, the fact that there was a lot of sharing going on during that time anyway. And yeah. it was also during a time where we were all getting really tired <laughs> sitting around and sharing our feelings. Like, I don't think it was because of the way it was <laughs> or executed. It's it was so just kind beautiful. of... Yeah, it was May, you know, and summer was starting and everyone was so used to quarantine and they were getting, they were getting uh, cabin fever, just like, yeah, I don't want, because I used to actively think, I've never been to any of your sharing circles, but I used to actively think like, oh, I really should go to one. Why not? It would be nice to share a bit more, but then things just started opening up and it was an awkward time of the day for me as well, you know, and, and I just started feeling this like whole, okay, the community is great, but I'm, I'm starting to feel like my entire days, my mornings are spent chained to my computer doing yoga and then sharing. And then I started envying everyone back in the Middle East being like, well, they're doing this towards the end of their day. And this is how I'm starting my day, but then I'm not leaving the house until like 2 PM. So, <laughs> We're not really doing anything, but living in a place like Canada in the summer, the world is your oyster and you can go outside and do as much as you want outside, right? Oh. And even in quarantine, that still makes you feel like a person. So if you had your sharing circle in the winter, <laughs> then maybe I would have. And my other Canadian, my fellow Canadian uh, residents would have joined. I can only speak for this side of the world, though. <laughs> I don't know what was happening in the Emirates, but 
really interesting though, how you point out, I've never thought of it that way, but in the very beginning of the MLPC, we spent a lot of time sharing our feelings. We would stay on the calls for like half an hour after the class and just like talk. Mm-hmm. Cause we were so- all terrified. Yeah. We were all freaked out. Yeah. And uh, it's um, like I said, there, there's different times phases of the lockdown and there were some phases we needed to a little bit retreat into you know there was first there was like this large wave of online offering and then there was a sort of a contraction away from it um it's just individually i think we needed to sort of start re redraw the boundaries of our personal space and and you know i'm, I'm sure alex you might you might have gone through this because of and i think i might have talked to you about this about because uh, online sort of can can go under the, the radar of, of, of boundaries sometimes, so of attention. And so over the span of the day, it could actually be stretching us, even though something's fun and something is work and something is movement, it's it's not it's it's enough of a context that we we understand on some level we're doing something different with different people. And yet it's it'll it'll use our resources of attention and stress and our capacity um you know without us realizing that by the end of that kind of day our our personal time away and our personal time um to not have an appointment that we make and i had had a similar thought come up when i was talking to someone that i work with in a facilitated sort of environment that we that was a part of and um we planned a meeting we planned to have an individual one-on-one meeting so that we can get to know each other a little bit like a week later but when then when we showed up we're like you know i was kind of hesitant of signing up like minutes before i felt a resistance to signing up and i I said yeah i understand what you mean It's it's because our past self made a decision about our today our future self and our future self today is like uh, I'm like, now I have to like, I would not have like made this, put this here in this hour right now. You know, my past self thought that next Wednesday was a good day, but like it had no idea what's going to happen to me or to my time or my ability, availability like up to minutes to that hour. So at least we were able to name the fact that we are sort of imposing on our future self because of the need to be organized and scheduling meetings online. We're imposing on our future selves in some ways that in when we reach that future, we might not be so happy that we did. You know, it's like, you know, you might want that day off. You want to might have, like, might have preferred to have a blank afternoon on a Tuesday sometime, you know, like that's, but your last week Tuesday self is like, I'm free then. It's like, no, <laughs> you know, like we don't. So we can't not pre- like always get that right. So we're, we're stretching ourselves into the future in terms of like, resources a bit in time and a bit over the day so it's a bit um there's definitely a lot that we're we're all dealing with i think um whether we're always realizing it or not i think there's a lot there damn or what i guess you know that makes sense actually it's true um i definitely did start to like there was a time when i just kind of did a literal child's pose out of yoga for a while and hid and everyone like I think I've been showing up more but people are still not used to it because I've drawn the boundary like now I'm only doing yoga maybe three times a week here and there three four something like that some weeks it's two but it's mostly three and everyone is so used to not having me around because I used to go every day in the beginning And then I stopped going at all for a while, for like weeks on end. And the other day, Yasser was like, hey, where where have you been? We don't see you anymore. I'm like, what do you mean? I was here yesterday and the day before that, you know? It's It's like, but it used to give me anxiety. For a while, it gave me anxiety. Everything gave me anxiety. I was like, I love yoga, but now I'm starting to feel like I have to do it every day you know, and because that's how we all started off. And it's like, kind of like we made this like pact. It feels almost like mm-hmm. when you are in middle school and 
you have these grandiose declarations of these are my best friends and we're going to be best friends forever <laughs> and you're married to that ideology and you're married to that friend group and then you hit high school or you're about to go to university and things change or the first year of university passes and you don't want to talk to these people anymore not that i don't want to talk to you guys that's not what i mean but <laughs> but like you start to separate yourself you start to like things start falling back in place. You start off with a support system and that support system helps you move on and it helps you grow and it helps you find other things that you need to be doing with your life, you know? And it's all about balance. It's all about being honest with yourself and figuring out like how much of what works for you, if things are still working for you, if they're not. And Alex, do you have anything to say about that? We're just kind of sitting here being like, the NLPC forced me to come every single day, even though you didn't do anything. <laughs> I think in general, like the community has evolved. Like, I don't think it's people not used to you not coming. It's like the, it's, you know, the community has been just evolving with time and um, and there's been some people who are no longer part of it that were like core parts of it at the beginning. And then there's some people that are like core parts of it now that just joined us. And so it's, it's like anything, you know, it evolves with time and people move, like people come to it when it's right for them and, and come back and forth and, and, and we'll always be here for, for people when they're, when they need it. And that's perfectly fine and yet none of us or very few of us have ever we've gone through all of this and we've barely seen each other in person well I have not met any of you yeah I'm I don't so know like, I met Alex a few times in Kuwait in 2017 <laughs> and that's it um I bumped into someone on the beach today who I met him at yoga in the park um couple maybe four years ago when I moved to Abu Dhabi I, I was teaching yoga in the park and I met him there and MJ he did the May 30-day challenge uh, you probably remember him and um he he's another person we were talking about just like this he's evolved he's uh he's like hardcore jiu-jitsu he runs marathons he is like trains every morning he's vegan like he's so and he does ashtanga yoga and he prefers to do it in person so he has totally evolved past the MLPC but he's still like part of us you know like he was still part of us when we began and he'll always be part of this community. And it was so nice to see him. It was the first time I've seen him in person since, I think we went out to dinner before COVID, maybe in January of this year. I think that was the last time I saw him. Um, but we message all the time on Instagram and I'm sure I'll see more of him on the beach. But yeah, so it's like, you know, it's, um, there. everyone is kind of that way, you know? Yeah, that's how it is usually in real life as well. Like, I mean, when I go to, like, when I go to a yoga studio and you do see the people who are there all the time, of course, but, you know, chances are a lot of people are just coming and going. Yeah, and, and like, you, you know, Yasmin, I think you, you, said it, you said it quite, you know, perfectly in some sense, like, um, We've, we've all needed a support system. And I think to speak for myself, I, was, I definitely needed to have a support system during the lockdown that I was lucky to have some roots in, you know, uh, so starting fresh when the lockdown hit. But um, yes, the, the support system allows us to, to reach a point where we might evolve or at least reorient ourselves towards it. And that might mean stepping away and doing a few things. And, and that's kind of um, like even you, Alex, you've, you've re, been reorienting yourself towards the NLPC in different ways with the different projects you've taken on and, and adding other dimensions to uh, what people can you know, engage with, right? And uh, it's, it's added conversations, it's added different connections, it's added layers to who can, who can come, who can, but who would want to come in and who, what they would find when they get here. And uh, so part of it is, for example, is the MLPC is this like this new support system that was just sort of coming together. And it was uh, sometimes it's because uh, people had met like you, Alex, specifically in person beforehand or became friends of friends or 
we, we told people about it and then they started showing up. So we were essentially grabbing random bunches of Lego pieces without looking and fitting them all together. And some of them, you know, it's like, you know, and it was sort of being co-built, co-created in, in that sense, uh, even though it had some stronger points uh, that, uh, that brought people in, like the different teachers that became part of it on a more regular basis. And, uh, and, it's, and it's, it's crazy. It's been like, I look at the member group and I'm like, this number is like doubled and more than doubled. Like since the last time I looked at it, like, that is excellent. Um, but then it's it's also just it's this support system and it's the other other support systems that we might have that we kind of gravitate towards or pull away at different times. And sometimes, so new projects that have come up during the lockdown for me is to do this uh, leadership program where people there's no teacher they just explore questions. There's different groups that they do week on week, and that is now evolving as well. So I'm sort of seeing being part of and seeing how does a group figure out how to be able to self-organize as it gets larger. So as you get like groups of, a, you know, community get, gets bigger and bigger. So if you get into like a 30 day challenge um, and suddenly me and all of us are finishers of a 30 day challenge, then what do we need so that we can continue to connect in a way? So we have a shared context that we've done yoga for 30 days and We've cheered each other on. We've been supportive, and that was that's what makes these sort of challenges great because the the context has beginning and end, and the continuity of the same people and and uh, all of those dynamics that everyone's going through at the same time. And then we we finish, and then we have to re you know we shift around. We have to shift around and see like okay, well, so like you said, like now like practice can be a few days a week instead of you know, more or less than that. And some other people might be like, no, we need a full on different studio to do this. But they're still connected because we had that shared context, right? So like, for example, between like MJ and yourself, like, uh, yes, I mean, it, we're still orbiting around us, but we're just moving around. And um, I guess this means that we, we're building our potential to take on different things. And for example, this guy, MJ, like, this is a great example. He's take like that list of things that he's doing. Like those are intense activities, and right now they might. I don't think they'll be a bit too much for me to take on. Like if they throw me into all of those all at once, I'll be like, oh, you know, like I'll be done by day three and, and like done for a real long time. So um, it's more like just whatever potential I'm able to to build up so I can do the next thing that I need to do. Not to put you on the spot, but have you done any of the challenges? Uh, yes, so I did. I did a thirty day, um, and I did the meditation one. Oh, um, yes. yeah, I fell off that wagon hard. What? I said I fell off that wagon hard. <laughs> you guys talk about falling off or phasing out or whatever. It's it's so funny because it's like I have shown up every day. <laughs> <laughs> And for me, I never noticed the group. I, I mean, I noticed the group evolving for sure, but it's always for me, it's like, I still feel collectively connected to everyone, even if they're not physically there anymore. You know, when I think of like, I've been reflecting on how many people have been through my, even my sober programs right now, which is a bit of like a separate um, thing. There's some people that are still connected to it. But when I think about that, I'm like, wow, like it's been seven months and there's been like, oh yeah, in that group, these, in that month, these people are part of it. And then this month, these people are part of it. And then I think of people that don't even know each other because they were in different months. And I'm like, wow, like that is huge. And to me, it's just all one kind of mass of people that I've connected with, you know? So it's, it's always interesting when people pop on the screen and I'm like, you guys have never met before? Like what? <laughs> well, that's why you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Because you're that kind of person and because you have that ability to connect and like I, I think I'm way too self-centered <laughs> to be doing what you do <laughs> to be honest with you I'd be like ugh, I'm bored okay <laughs> come don't come I don't care it's fine <laughs> oh well this morning I had a morning like that 
I really didn't want to teach. I, I, I had a late night last night. Um, I went to this Emirati farm, which was amazing, um, with this Emirati ambassador. And I just was out so late because, you know, they, they start eating dinner at like 10 p.m. And um, I, this morning I was like, I do not want to teach yoga. I'm, and if no one books or if no one shows up, like occasionally things will be canceled. And I'm just like, oh my God, please tell me it will be canceled. The only person booked was Nadia. And I was like, please Nadia sleep in. And then like three people booked at the last minute and like six people came on. And I was like, ugh. Um, but it's always whenever you don't want to do yoga, it's always when you need it the most. And, and I kept saying that I was like, I am so happy I did this. Like, it's such a good way to start the day. We don't, we didn't do anything hardcore well, other than like an arms workout, but it like, it's just half an hour burst. And then at the end you're like, okay, that was perfect. And so I do have moments where I lose momentum and I'm like, oh, I hate this. And then it always kind of, it always energizes me in the end. You know what though? I do want to say something about the, the last minute bookings because I am the queen of last minute booking. But then I've been thinking over the past couple of days that we need to be more mindful about it because it is kind of a tease. And like, like if the class has not that many people and maybe the instructor is like, oh, should I cancel? And then like at the last minute, everyone decides to come. Or Yeah, I mean, we I don't know. sometimes if there aren't enough bookings. So I think that we should be more mindful about our last minute bookings, like us as practitioners like think about the instructors a bit more and the consequences <laughs> As- <laughs> um Rawad tell us about your yoga journey how did you find yoga uh so it started I think three years ago um and it started in a um and sort of this time where I was just doing all kinds of different classes. Um, and it was, so it was, it was doing yoga and it was doing spin and it was doing some of these body weight type classes. And um, I started just um, feeling differently in yoga classes. I think I was, I was learning uh, different alphabet, different language about uh, like my own my own body and, and limbs and, and, and awareness of, of space, and it's it's really something that although all exercise builds on that in, in some way, it's uh, it's the just like the, the how much attention you have to pay to to the posture uh, and that. Uh, means that you're you're kind of looking at you're gathering more detailed information about how, how you're standing up and how you're folding forward and how you're aligning um, in a posture and um, and I think that's that that was that was the like part of me sort of like waking up to like oh they, this is incredibly difficult and all of these instructions instructions are contrary to each other pull away from this and ground there and it's like none of this makes sense I feel I'm falling forward and it's and it's like my weight's on my front leg and they're like ground through the back and I'm like how do you ground through the back like you know so it was it was it was waking up my mind that like oh you're not you know this car is it has more ways of driving it like there's more things to to move around and um so since 2017 till about now I just uh, started doing different kinds of yoga. I did hot and Bikram and Ashtanga, and which was almost deadly for me. And um, I'm glad that I, I explored the different modes of yoga uh, that way. I used it when I was training for uh, a charity hike last year. Uh, that when I was going to Kilimanjaro, and this was with a group in Dubai called Gulf for, Gulf for Good. And we were four or five people signed up. And what you do is you, you train to do the, the mountain hike and you climb stairs. And so I was doing running and yoga and stair climbing and different hiking in Russell Khaima. So I was doing all of these activities to do this one big hike. The cool thing is, is that when you do the hike, you go to see the, the charities that were part of the fundraising that was happening. So that was something really beautiful. Um, but just to come back to yoga, it was just... Um, 
it's it's now more my my go-to exercise than anything else. Um, and um, and then I eventually think just to add on to what you were saying, Alex, about first of all, I'm going to share a personal pet peeve. Okay, I'm going to just uh, highlight that. We know when people like the the there's a lot of cliches that are used. They're not cliches, but they're expressions. And like what you just said, like that expression about when you don't want to do yoga, like that's when you need it. And I'm like, sometimes ver different like versions of expressions that like come up, I'm like, oh, these are not examined enough. I don't like them. And so they just like blow my mind. And then, but that one in particular is actually amazing in some sense because, um, you know, something I'm learning right now is, is how we, we gravitate towards context and our, and something I'm learning something. I'm in a course about narrative and um, it's, it's how I, our identities come close parts of ourselves come out, expressed, become expressed uh, more prominently because of our context in the center. And that was a very beautiful model because I used to think that our myself is in the center and context floats around. And it turns out it's kind of the opposite. And so if we put health or wellness as a context in the center, like doing yoga or doing a meditation or doing anything, you can put whatever you want in that context. I was, I'm discovering like the way that I can be successful, I need the context, that'll help that part of my personality um, express itself a bit, you know, in a, a stronger form. And it needs, uh, I need to be shared. So that's kind of like what you were saying about people signing up. People signing up indicates people's gravitating towards the context, let's say, of the class, which is kind of like the necessary step to like push over the, the resistance of not doing it because now those are the ingredients are complete. The classes, the context of the classes is, is strong enough. There's a, there's a sharing, there's presence of other people, and then there's myself to do it. And I, this is what I found that's really helped me keep going. So what I gained when I was training for hiking is meeting people with a shared context. And I trained like I've never trained before. And I haven't trained as hard since. And so the MLPC is kind of like that. So it provides the context. And I know if I show, people are showing up and I can show up, I'm always welcome to show up. Then I'm more likely to go through more classes and do more like, during the week. So that's really where that, uh, the resistance comes. Maybe it's like, are there more What's the other ingredient that'll help me not resist it? It's like, oh, more people have signed up than you. Then I'm more ready to do it. And you sort of go through it then. It's really, if more people sign up for something, you're more ready to do it? Well, I think it's kind of like, in a, in a sense, not necessarily like by numbers, it's about like, uh, well, like, yeah, so the class won't happen if no one signs up. But so it needs a few people enough to, we're like, you know, this is, people have signed up and this is, this convinces me to go through it. Um, and I think I'm just using it as an analogy, like as an instructor, you'd also look at it as, you know, will I do this if, if only like these many people sign up, but there might be one or two numbers above that where it's like, yeah, I'll do it more than how I feel about it. You know, so that's sort of like the ingredients of how to like, yes, uh, pull through things. And um, so this morning, when you put community around that, that's really, I think that that's why it's helping more of us get through more classes, uh, you know, over time. Ruad, are you a Capricorn? <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a Virgo, September person. Really? Yes. Huh. Did I send you your, your birthday page? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I, I remember you were doing that for a while. I was like, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry right. I've been talking too long on uh, not different things, but uh. no, no, it's fine. I mean, Capricorn and Virgo are very closely related. So, but um, what do you do? Are you in research? Uh, no, well, no, I did uh, engineering. I did masters in engineering, but I haven't finished uh, my masters yet. And um, I've been exploring. I do. I did some teaching like work. So before the lockdown, I was doing sustainability related workshops with high schools and different education institutions, sort of like experiential workshops. So the students, I tell them stuff about it and then they learn hands-on. 
uh, like solar kits and different things. Um, so there is some of that. And um, yeah, right now I haven't really been doing much work during the lockdown in terms of like paid work. I've been doing different projects and some of them are more volunteer based. Um, and it's kind of, right now it's the question is how to turn all of this experience into something that I can work with, you know, going forward. That's the eternal question. No, but because I just, I like the way that you just put there, you seem to have the very uh, research-based or like theoretical approach to everything. And I think that's pretty cool. So I was wondering, I was like, what's, what's Well, it, I tend to like to connect different things. Like if, if I, you know, I'll, I'll, look, I'll learn something in, in four different corners and then I'll come back and be like, they can, they can kind of sit like this next to each other. And that's, this is, that's kind of fun for me to do. I don't know if it's kind of fun to <laughs> listen to, but. The quantum uh, physics of yoga. <laughs> I don't know if that makes, I'm sorry, I failed science. <laughs> I failed science hard. My dad's an engineer, so that did not make him happy. <laughs> you're bad at math, you're bad at science. So what are you good at? <laughs> but yeah. No, that's a really fascinating way to look at everything. And it just reminds us that there's so many different ways to connect, right? Mm. To anything that you do in your life, like yoga, food, reading, writing. Yeah. And mm. also you said that you did Bikram. Is there a Bikram studio in, uh, in Abu Dhabi? There, um, there is. There was one in uh, the one in Al Zaina that was the hot house, I think it was called. And yeah, it, closed. it closed, did it? Oh, wow. Yeah, it closed in, in May. It started COVID. I know, obviously, it's so sad that they closed. They evolved. They were Bikram at the very beginning and then they evolved. I don't think they were even offering Bikram at the end. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably, that's what it said, the hot house, and they turned it into hot yoga. Yeah, because I went there. I didn't go for Bikram. I went because Kat Owens used to teach there. I went for her yin. And then my friend Michelle Curry, I think I went for, I think I went for gentle with her as well or yin or something. Um, and it, but I think, I believe re I read somewhere that it was Bikram originally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's where I found it in Abu Dhabi. And it was, but then um, I would not be aware of, other things happening in the yoga space in the world and what the news would be. And then, um, so I sort of caught on quite late in terms of um, changes in, in, in like preferences, people like going from like uh, Bikram practice to something else and all the backstories on that. But, um, you know, you just said about writing and sort of, I know like Alex, you've been doing a lot of writing I don't know if you're still running or you're done with your writing on uh, Well, I'm, I actually am in um, editing mode, edit number one. We have three edits that we're doing. Um, so I meet my book editor every week. Um, and yeah, I'm loving it. It's, it's intense. It's intense to have your work pulled apart by an editor. Like mm. there's one chapter that I had to write, rewrite three times, four times. Um, and that is like so heart wrenching, but it's such a therapeutic process. Like it's so, it's so therapeutic anyway. <laughs> so yeah, it's in the works. <laughs> but because, so writing some of the things, one of the things I've been uh, doing more of uh, during the lockdown. And um, so luckily there's so much out there right now in terms of um, focus hours to, uh, to write with a group online where you just, there's no real, there's no conversation, but um, and, and but you're writing with other people so you kind of focus more and there's creative writing workshops and I and I know what you mean about editing because I'm, I'm starting to write some things that I'm going to post online hopefully soon in terms of blog entries and things which is new for me and um, but remember when I first wrote the piece I was so attached to it because it was it was part of my voice coming out on the page and then having anyone look at it or change anything felt like very like very, a lot of resistance towards that and I, and and it was like going through some time away from writing so that I could stomach <laughs> some of those like inputs and 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 take them in a more cool mind 
um, there was a session that I did. So uh, there's this group called Lead In, and this is the Lead In group that while MMPLC was going on, I, I took on as a project to support on the side. And um, this is the kind of group that I was talking about where they there's no teacher and they co-facilitate each other through different weeks. And they were doing pop-up sessions and I did a pop-up session on positive psychology, positive storytelling. So it was me and another uh, uh, young woman who she's into positive psychology, the background, and I was doing more writing. And so we put those together to make this positive storytelling workshop where we use different writing prompts and just to explore what we think, what are examples of good leaders we've had or and, and what are the qualities we pick up and when did we express a form of our leadership in, in our experience. And just because that, that act really helps us like dig out like things we can learn about ourselves and the people we've met. And I'm, like, I'm really curious to look at your, you know, read your, your work, Alex, when, you're, when it's ready to be seen by other people. But like that process must have been, um, like it, it had, I can imagine like it can being very rich because I heard something online once is that you reorganize your life in some way when you start writing about it and you wrote a lot about it's memoirs so you're writing it's literally um walking through like uh like a memory lane essentially that you you are sort of organizing by significance in some way right or how is it yeah 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 exactly it's been so intense like i worked on it every day all day throughout this summer, like probably spent an entire month. And then I thought I had finished it. <laughs> and then I started working with the editor and it's like, it's like a completely different book um, mm -hmm. from once I started working with her in, in the best way. She is brilliant. Like she's so amazing. She's so incredible. But I also feel like it's, she tears me apart, but I'm like, no, I pay you to do this. Like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, um, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm hoping that it will be ready. My timeline is hopefully they'll be ready to, to propose to publishing houses in the beginning of 2021 because we set a three month timeline. Um, but that's going to mean continued like diligence to it every week, sticking mm -hmm. the path and finding time for it. But luckily we do have time opening up with um, holidays coming up. So yeah, writing is hard guys. It's not easy. Yeah, a bunch of writers here. <laughs> I know. I, it's the only thing I've ever done. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not easy. You're like, then the editor just <laughs> tore everything apart. I'm like, yep, sounds about right. It's true. <laughs> just, just let an editor waltz in. <laughs> and then, but no, their editors are amazing, honestly. Rawad, um, we like to ask people what they're, what are the yoga poses that they need the most? And what we mean by that is what's your least favorite pose? <laughs> oh, I remember making that list. Oh, God. Oh, oh yeah, you were part of the WhatsApp group when we did that. Yeah, we were doing that list. And I think it was frog pose, uh, dolphin pose um, was on there for sure. Yeah, dolphin's so fun. Yeah, it's um, some of the forward folds. Oh, I think uh, twisting, uh, I, I have the way my body's all organized. Twisting is, is not easy to get around, get into and get out of. And um, so it's very interesting. So even like child's pose, like I just wonder if I'm actually, it doesn't seem like it's a complicated pose at all, but I'm wondering where if I'm actually um, doing it right in some way, um, because it's interesting because once like the torso has to fall on onto the thighs, it's just sort of, um, it's just different management really. Um, I've never been skinny enough to sort of have to like, oh yeah, this is, this is all in here. This is so much fun. I'm just looking around. No, it's, it's sometimes hard to breathe in some of these poses. So, um, sure. but um, I get that. I haven't been doing any uh, headstanding of any kind during the lockdown, um, so that's uh, that's one thing. But um, 
like we did pyramid earlier. We had a class earlier today and we were doing pyramid and pyramid is quite interesting because it's, it's very active. I don't know if that's like true of it, but it's very active for me because if the front leg is on the side, whoever the leg is forward and the hip kind of moves with it and I need to bring it back. And it, I feel so much while I'm in that pose and it's very interesting just how active I'm checking around that I'm, I'm sort of folding right. So yeah, they don't come, folding doesn't come too automatically to me. I'm, I'm doing a lot of uh, attention scanning in my head when I'm in a fold of some kind, for sure. What are your favorite postures, Saw? Um, hmm. Shavasana counts, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I remember when, when Yasser was, was doing the, the questionnaire with me, I think I was talking about triangle pose. Um, and now I'm, I'm more confident venturing into fallen. Is it, I don't know what the name is, where you fallen triangle or something. Fallen triangle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and moving into that. And um, yeah, I, I like chair pose, actually. I do, I do I don't like it. I don't it either, I get it. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool because I'm always also kind of scanning in a different way in my head. It's, is my lower back arching or not? And how, you know, am I balancing well? So, and Alex, you use it so in so many ways because you use it in bar, you use it in, in other yoga classes and it's, you throw in moving one foot away from center and like take it all the way over there. And it's like, what will it do over there? <laughs> my mind. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's what we're doing over there. <laughs> yeah, she's like, just take it back. And I'm like, why are we doing this? That is the perfect way to describe how we all feel. Like, yeah, I don't hate chair pose, but I don't love it. I just <laughs> don't get it twisted, Alex, because Sunday bar, we're going to be eating our words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh, that was really funny. Oh. Well, we are close to the time, um, but we like to ask if there anything that anyone wants to say to feel complete. I wanna say, um, reward. I just find that you have this like grounding energy. Um, like it's, it's like a, the energy of like a yogi or like even a yoga teacher, you know, just like, and I remember feeling it like we went out for coffee a couple weeks back and it was like one of those things where you just get like, like, you know, people where you get lost in time with them. Like I have another friend from my past in Kuwait who I would sit down with him and it would be like hours would pass. You know, I was sitting with Ruad and we're just so grounded in the conversation that I had like missed a meeting with Mark, the other yoga teacher, like, you know, and just, I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, wow, it's, it's been like four hours. <laughs> um, and I really love that about you. And I love that you bring that to, to our community. Mm. Yeah, I get that. like a very peaceful and wise, like, uh, kind of vibe from you. <laughs> I hope that you don't take that the wrong way, but no. like, like a wise old soul, you know? Yeah. Um, very warm. Oh, thank you. It's been so nice to talk to you, finally. Yes, yes, likewise. Um, I'm very grateful to both of you for, for having me here and for, you know, how we share, like, through the week and the sessions that we go through. Um, I definitely, I was just, you know, thinking to myself how yoga is this context for me that some people can, you know, have what they call a self-practice and they kind of internalize what they need to internalize so they can do it on their own. But to me, it's still a very strong context that I need some society around, some community around to be compelled to practice. And I don't mean compelled by forcing it at all. It's just um, remembering that I can make that permission and sort of um, end up feeling differently at the end. And I think that's the best part of it. It's always that the feeling is new at the end. And the fact that there's people that come together to remind us when we forget that we can do that. I mean, that's, that's very valuable to keep up. And I think that's is one of the amazing things that MLPC does for everyone like 
that is part of it, they're all over the world now. So this is um, definitely something you know worth keeping and worth sharing. So thank you both. Aw, that was, that was a beautiful way to put it. When is your birthday? I'm gonna send you your page. Uh, the 19th of the September. The 19th of September. Mm -hmm. um, I remember you're something in April, aren't you? You're early on. Yeah, April 7th. April 7th. Oh my God, I had the most epic birthday party. I'm going to try oh. to do something like that again for New Year's this year. Um, it's going to be uh, 10 30 p.m. Abu Dhabi time until midnight Abu Dhabi time. Um, so like a 90 minute practice, but it will be, um, for you guys, it will be like middle of the day or for Yasmina it will be middle of the day. Right. So for people it will be earlier. Um, but for me, it will be ringing in the new year, which I think will be really cool. So, oh, that's so fun. Yeah. I'm super excited. Oh, I, I might be cheating and going up to the mountains for Enjoy. new years, but I'll see if that's possible. Actually, I'm trying to go to Toronto, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's looking good at all or not. But yeah, but I'll try. I'll come for sure if I can. Cool. Uh, yeah, New Year's. It's going to be a weird one, huh? It's going to be, yeah. It's going to be a really weird one, but yeah. Anyway, on that note. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. Well, thank you so much, Rawad, for your time and your energy. And honestly, it's been great talking to you. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you around more. Well, yeah. not that my video is ever on. People don't really <laughs> know that I'm there. I'll say something on WhatsApp. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for coming on here. And yes, thank you so much. And thanks, Alex. And uh, yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you around for sure. This has been uh, really fun. It's been really fun. Yeah, it's been cool. All right, guys. Well, rate, subscribe, share, etc. And we'll see you when we see you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great way to start ending this. Bye. The Mindful Life Practice Community.